Carico. I'm joined with my buddy Jake, aka Frosty Biscuits. Well, what's up? What's up? Good night. Everybody's looking beautiful. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's been a while. We uh, we apologize for that. It's been pretty rough on a lot of fronts. Uh, and also, we did do an episode three, like what, like three weeks ago or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think a couple weeks ago. Two, and it did yeah. not like that. We did, we did pretty good. We, we threw out a lot of uh, good information and had a really good time. And it turns out that Anchor is not the most uh, sophisticated. Actually, it's not that great. <laughs> it's <laughs> it can be great, but it fucked up our entire podcast. Uh, <laughs> so that that was not great. That wasn't. But the good news is we can salvage some of it. So hopefully yes. uh, by the end of the podcast, we can actually uh, get some of the funnier stuff out there. So, you know, I guess, it, yeah, it sucked. <laughs> oh, it'd be wonderful if we could do that. Also, I heard like some of it was apparently desynced. So I sound like a mind reader just answering Chris, Chris's questions before they come out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, that was insane. There's one of them where I was, I, I asked you a question, Jake. I was like, Jake, isn't it true that uh, you can get Super Nintendo games online, like any of them, basically on on when you play Switch for like you know whatever, and like right in the middle of the question, you're like yes, <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even you couldn't have known. I was like Jake, is it true that Nintendo? You're like yes, and then you start going on. I'm like oh my god, dude, this is so awesome. So we put that part in just because it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, uh, uh, some some of the anchor bloopers would be a fun little addition to throw out there. I agree. The entire podcast is so awkward, though. It's 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 synced to the point where we both stop at the same time too. So it sounds like you're interrupting me, and then we just stop for five seconds, and then we both just start talking again, and we just stop. And then it's just it's that's not how it went, but it's hilarious. It's really it's actually uh, quite awkward. Uh, uh yeah. Uh, and so our, our last podcast, so I guess uh, going forward, like we got yeah. the anchor thing really actually discouraged me a lot, <laughs> kind of like, That's no understandable. what was that? Oh yeah. Knowing that that was a thing, dude, I, for a long time, I was like, the reason why I was kind of neglecting it too, is because I was trying to find the different ways for us to maybe move forward and only use anchor as maybe just a platform and not edit through it. So that's another reason why we were. There was plenty of reasons why we couldn't do, like why we couldn't even uh, film or whatever last the last couple of weeks. Like Jake got hurt, Jake got a concussion the one week. What was a couple? Yeah. Skateboarding. Yeah. Had the bruise the size of a baseball right next to his eye. Ooh. Yeah, and then there's just been a lot of life life stuff going on. Everybody's got to get vaccinated and other things that are just making life incredibly hectic right now. <laughs> and then just work. Both Jake and I have been like just. I, you know, who, it doesn't need to be said. I think we we all know the problem with work right now. Everyone's suffering from the same problem where the government's paying these young people way too much money. Uh, but at least they get to listen to our podcast if they're going to be at home. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know, basically, Jake and I have also been swamped with work. So that said, uh, we're not going to have a set schedule for a while. We're just going to make a podcast and just fling it out there for now. So hopefully, we'll get on the schedule soon. All right. Uh, follow you can follow me uh on Twitter at CX Carico. Uh, that's all I have right now. It's just that Twitter. And I'd like to get away from that. <laughs> yeah. 
some things to come with websites and more platforms. But for now, YouTube and Anchor and uh, YouTube for the breakdowns will be half an hour. And then we're also going to do the full episode on Anchor. I'll have the, the link in the description probably. And if you want to listen to the whole conversation there, it'll be there on, yeah. Anchor. So for now, we're just winging it. <laughs> we, have a, we have two topics today. And then, like I said, that third topic, we're just going to salvage the last of the podcast. So, uh Jake, unless you have anything to say about anything? Uh, not particularly. Going forward, right. I was curious about what you had to bring to that because I had little to no knowledge. Well, it turns out I, I knew one thing about it, but that was it. So, yeah, no research on my end. So, Well, I guess despite our setbacks, and we hope to be back on track soon. Uh, with that said, let's get into the spirit of gaming. The first uh, topic today will be the CMOS battery which uh, I was pretty stoked on this like a couple weeks ago when the story was popping up, no one really heard about it. And I really wanted to get this out that nah, three weeks, four weeks on the road, it's not even old news. I still don't really hear anything about it, but it's kind of slowly getting out there. But uh, basically if you don't know what the CMOS battery is, it's uh, it serves as an internal clock in, in consoles. So you have your external clock, which basically, you know, if you turn on any console, you can you can set up your uh, your language and your time. That's going to be your external clock. There's actually an internal clock that you can't manipulate, and this internal clock is uh, it's located. Uh, I don't. Ex- I guess it might be different in every console. I'm not too well versed on it. But a good example would be like uh, Jake was telling me. What, what, yeah, what, no, uh, yeah, for dum dums like me who, who were kind of unaware that these things were like attached to like microchips in every single console, it was the the, the thing. It's it's the stupid little circular battery that you have to replace in Pokemon Gold and Silver when the uh, day and night cycle stops working. That little thing that controls the clock in Pokemon. <laughs> So, I mean, what's amazing to me that that battery is like, I mean, maybe, maybe the battery like doesn't need to change that much or that those chips are still controlling the internal timers in our machines. It's pretty wild. Well, okay. So what's funny is these internal clocks are pretty, uh, they're like, they're pretty important, I guess. But what's kind of crazy is, so, uh, these consoles, so internal clocks are never, it's not an issue. It's, it's, you wouldn't think of it being an issue. It's just like, okay, who cares? It's just an internal clock, right? So it, yeah. you're kind of right up until recently. So <laughs> uh, every, every system has had an internal clock of some sorts. And when that internal clock dies, uh, you're still actually able to play your games, you know? So like, why wouldn't, you know, why wouldn't you be able to? This is relevant to what's coming up later. So if your internal uh-huh. clock dies on, say, your PS3, you can still pop in your PS, like your, you can still play your games, actually, like your physical games. Uh, but digital, you can't. If your CMOS battery dies uh, and your PS3, <laughs> you actually can't play digital games. Ooh. Because uh, uh, the CMOS is, so the CMOS and the, play, the PlayStation 3 and 4 is actually connected to a server. The, wow, that, that double actually, sucks for me. My, my PlayStation's disk drive is, uh, had, had that issue happen to it. Also, yeah, I probably shouldn't so, have picked it up with discs in it, but, you know, don't make fun of me too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, so if your CMOS battery died in, uh, I, I, I can't remember right now if it was your CMOS died in the PS2 and the 1, and, like, if your CMOS battery died in all that, I can't remember right now. Go if, pull it out of Pokemon Gold. <laughs> put it in there. Right. I think if your CMOS battery dies, you're, you're screwed, or you can still, or it's fine because you have the external, but I know it's a PlayStation 3, if your CMOS battery dies, um, 
Oh, give me a second. Your CMOS battery dies. You can only play physical copies, and your digital is actually like kind of wiped away for whatever reason. I don't know, but uh, this is what this is what's kind of important. Okay, on the PlayStation Four, if your CMOS battery dies, you actually can't play physical or digital copies. So oh, you, it's done, 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 done. You have to go buy a new PlayStation Four then, because well, I'm, I'm not buying the PlayStation Five. So in theory, yes. So here's the thing. So 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 you're kind of right, but not right now. So if you go do that, if your CMOS battery dies, you can actually go replace it. Uh, you go buy a new battery and then put it in your PlayStation. But here's the catch. So you got to call PlayStation, and you actually have to have them sync up with your account. So when you replace the CMOS battery, you, I, apparently you can't play anything. You have to connect to the PS4 servers. You get what I'm saying? Unless they're connected to the servers, like you have to have internet, period? I think so. So like no 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 taking no taking the PlayStation Four to Grandma's house to you know play play Resident Evil Seven because you know my my grandma might be into that I don't know <laughs> <laughs> your grandma probably would be into it <laughs> would not be surprised but like oh, hold on so what am I trying to say here so uh, yeah how does that work that's a good question so I, maybe you might not have to have internet for it. I don't know. But I do know that, like, if you, if it does go out, you're fucked at some point. So yeah, you have to have internet. I also did hear that, uh, like I said, I read a lot. There's of probably a lot of. Here like, if you have... Go ahead. I don't know. Like I'm just speculating at this point. There might be some legality stuff behind that. And, like, so to be at all hoity-toity about proprietary tech. I'm gonna try and like uh, collect my thoughts here. So a couple things, just to note, this isn't a problem right now. But the problem with this right now is that if the PlayStation 4 servers end up uh, shutting down, which I think lately with the, the past pattern, like what's been going on lately with, you know, PSP and PSV and PlayStation 3, that's a big possibility. So what's going to happen when the PlayStation 4 servers shut down like five years from now? Your console's fine, but uh, if they shut down those servers, the servers can't connect to your CMOS battery. Therefore, it's rendered useless. That's when this is, this is a problem we're going to have to cross or what, what? What's this house saying? Go! It's a problem. We're gonna we're gonna cross that bridge when we get there, right? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. No, that's. I don't know. It's an interesting thought. This is a crazy thought, really. Like, and, and like, I don't know. Like, the whole idea of like these things being like intended to be, you know, like broke down or whatever, and that like companies really, really want to sell their next product, and like, you know, that it might be bad for business to like. <laughs> make a product that lasts you know like i still have my super nintendo that from you know 1991 that was bought a year before i was born friggin that thing still runs it still works it still has the do not remove this game pack sticker on it, it like th- these machines these new ones which you know it's probably far more complex machinery i mean you could huck a super nintendo down the stairs so still I works think, so what but like I don't know, man. I'm I feel, I feel like an old man going like they don't build them like they used to. <laughs> well, so the, issue, the issue isn't that like it has a doesn't have a long lifespan or doesn't last. I think we can all kind of agree that these yeah these the PS4 hasn't around. been shit in the bucket like the Xbox 360 did. The problem is when it does, it's a the, the it's like it's inevitable, and you can say that about like any console. But like it really, it's like there is a doomsday for yeah. PlayStation Four, you know. So that's all I'm trying yeah. to get at, you know. And there's there's a lot to be said about this because if, if PlayStation 
wasn't being so weird about things like they are right now, I think it might be fine. But like they are just so bad about game preservation. That's a little bit concerning. I think it's something that, you know, just, just yep. look out for it. Okay. Just like, just look <laughs> out for it, I guess. Uh, I think what's even more weird is like the actual reasoning for the way. So the way that PlayStation does a CMOS thing, I guess there's a reason why it's connected to the servers. And it's actually, so you can't cheese the trophies. The, so what I'm trying to say is the CMOS, in the PlayStation 4, and the way it works the way it does, is it exists purely because of trophies. Okay? The internal clock, they don't want you manipulating it because they don't want you quote-unquote cheesing the trophy list. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it yeah. exists just to keep track of your trophies, to make sure you're not cheating. Which is ridiculous, right? I mean, that's a long way to go to, like, you know... <laughs> Like stop from cheating. Uh, okay, we're just gonna destroy your PlayStation one day because of that. But it, it, who wants to be that guy in the PlayStation party? Oh, I've, I've got the highest trophy score. Look at me. Like um, I have to work, dude. <laughs> like that guy's. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I haven't even. I don't think I've ever even heard anybody actually do that seriously. I know, right? <laughs> who do you? Know? It's just. Uh... I don't know. I, mean, I, I guess there are. Definitely. I guess. I guess there are people out there that like really do care about the trophies and like having that platinum trophy is really important to them. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, if 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 you if you if you give and and we all know if you give gamers the option to do it, someone out there will. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. So I guess uh, just. You know, just a little rundown there. Yeah, you know, your CMOS battery does have it is what people have been calling a time bomb lately. It won't be a <laughs> second time bomb, but just know that you know it will go out eventually. This is a rancid song. If you're fortunate enough and unfortunate, if you're unfortunate and fortunate enough for the CMOS battery to go out like recently, you can get it switched. There are two things here. One, you have to call them and have them somehow connect you to the servers and i've also heard that it will just automatically connect if you're on the internet so i, I can't confirm either of those I've, i saw both of them online i don't know which one okay yeah uh, neither of us have replaced a cmos battery and people who are saying yeah. they have are giving conflict <laughs> accounts <laughs> i also give you the error code you the exact error code on there too but uh it's also worth noting that ps3 and and before don't have this problem and we're gonna it's safe to assume the ps5 is going to be doing the same thing uh, yeah, what I bring up is I think I think what PlayStation's been doing lately. I think this is really important. Is this will encourage? Uh, this is doing two things. One, I think it'll heavily encourage game emulation, and two, community preservation. Which yeah, uh, inevitable. You know, absolutely. Ladder forcing people off the PlayStation systems or services entirely in favor of just getting a, a new, getting a PC. But yeah, I say, I say, good. If Sony is gonna uh, make this mistake, it's up to us as gamers to do the right thing. You know, we're kind of like, like they're kind of like a, you know, like like becoming corrupted, and we're kind of like the gamers that are like, no, no, we gotta do what's right. You know, we're gonna we're gonna illegally emulate these games for preservation because you're fucking up, Sony. You know what I mean? It's got it's got to be up to us to do the right thing by doing the yeah. wrong thing, right? <laughs> That's a little thing. bit, to a certain extent, especially right. considering like people's games are going to be lost and stuff like that and also how they're behaving with the playstation store it's just 
you know, the ability to access archived games and like even, you know, Sony's exclusive archived games and stuff like that, like games that are like hard to access or like on older consoles or shit. I don't shouldn't call them archived games. That's a misnomer. I fucked up. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, just to access emulation anyways, just the PC is far superior and like any more like getting a decent PC is not that much more expensive than the $500, you know, PS5. That really, I mean, I just, I don't know. I just don't see it in the PS5 personally. <laughs> right. Like well, I would rather gonna... spend the extra you know, four hundred dollars or whatever to get just kind of like a mid-range gaming PC that should be much, much solid, much more solid. Range to expand, right. good. You know, <laughs> yeah. easy to work on. I don't have to call Sony with a little tiny battery that's in the fucking Pokemon Gold cartridge needs to be replaced. That's still just like I can't get over that. That like still it's just like yeah. such a weird Achilles heel for the system. Well, what's kind of funny is where what I've noticed actually kind of just now is our, our the gaming is evolving like pretty quickly, but our emulation is not like we're still having a hard time emulating like Saturn stuff and N64 stuff like really cleanly or whatever. But, you know, so I, I want to say if Sony's going to start doing this crap, we, we it's up to us. We need to start like I'm not encouraging emulating or ISO hunting, but let's get some friends who are mm. we PS Vita and PS3 and PSP are going down the shitter. We got to preserve those. Yeah. Um, if, know, if, well, up. if, I mean, if there's like no actual access to the game whatsoever, you know, in your, your region or, you know, it's been pulled completely and there's like no way to get the game legally anymore. You know, good point. Good point. I don't good think, I don't think that necessarily emulating the game is like inherently wrong. Like I'm of course gonna pour it to the Mother Three fan fan translation because Nintendo has constantly expressed that they're just not gonna do that, and you know Nintendo, who loves to take you know anything to do with their properties down, seem to have kind of left that one alone miraculously. But you know, please, someone, if you know about any times Nintendo's tried to take it down or do something about it, please let me know. Love to. <laughs> yeah, I. It's funny where all these systems, where all these companies are going with their game preservation, you know? Uh, Sony and Nintendo are going completely opposite directions. Even Xbox is doing pretty good about game preservation. They're right in the middle, I'd say. Closer to, to Nintendo, for sure. Mm. It's, it's insane. Like, the, the Sony's going to the complete opposite. I start to wonder, do they have something under their sleeve? Okay, they're also doing more exclusive, more. They're encouraging more and more. We did the last to- last topic we did was like, uh, is exclusivity dying? Well, probably yeah. not. But as big as a deal. No, I was wrong. Okay, PS Five is gonna have a shitload of exclusives. Xbox is trying to dump it, I think. But yeah, you know, no, the, the, like Sony is really, really leaning into wanting you to buy the PS Five, and it's like one of those things, like when you have like an annoying friend that like really, really wants you to watch a TV show, and like every single or an anime, and every single time they suggest, I wanted to the first time, you had me interested. What's up? You got a picture, Mike? Check. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Picture your phone. There you go. You're good. I'm good. Sorry, go ahead. My bad. 
you're good. No, fucking Sony's really, really wanting you to like buy the PS5, and like the way they're like acting with like, this tactically, they feel like that like annoying friend who really, really wants you to watch an anime, and like every single time they suggest the anime after the first time, you want to watch a little less and less. <laughs> yeah, which is funny because they don't have that's not that's probably not on them. Well, maybe. That's how lots of people are. A lot to do with people just buying PlayStation Fives, like all to themselves in bulk. Mm-hmm. I think uh, in the end, I it was Microsoft for the longest time that was going anti-consumer. That's why I switched to Sony. But Sony is becoming more and more anti-consumer every day too. So uh, crazy how things are shifting. Yeah. Anyway, well, PC's always been, you know, pro-consumer. <laughs> Yeah, true stuff. Uh, so if you're if you want to know if your CMOS battery ever dies, this is the error code. The uh, so the error code is going to be CE three four eight seven eight dash zero. So that's CE three four eight seven eight dash zero. If you ever see that, uh, if, if you ever get an error, come back to this podcast and you know go to this part, and that's that's how you know your CMOS has died. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> CMOS death code engaged. You have engaged termination to the PlayStation 4. Sony wants you to purchase a new console. This PlayStation will self-destruct in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. (laughs) (laughs) Purchase new console immediately. <laughs> this has yep, been a fresh, friendly. This has been a friendly reminder for your Sony overlords. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Why well, a goddamn console? Oh no, no, you got to beg, beg for our console. Sorry, sorry, beg for our console because we don't have any. <laughs> oh, so a reminder, this is just a reminder that uh, this CMOS thing isn't a. It's not a big deal, but it's it's just something to know. All right, it's, it's yeah. It's not. It's not a worry now. It's going to be a. Hell, it's going to be a worried later. <laughs> Probably around the time the PS6 comes out. I don't know. That puts a lot into perspective, kind of. Uh, well, just remember, CMOS can be replaced, but it's connected to PS4 servers. So as long as you can buy a PS4 game online, your, your CMOS should be fine. But the minute that we can't do that, it's not going to. You can't even play your physical. So either. Yeah. That one there. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was just kind of uh, giving. Sorry, what? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I was just saying, I was just giving shit, Sony shit for, you know, mildly shysty business practices. They're they're not nearly as bad as uh, some of some of we're about maybe going to talk about here soon. <laughs> oh, we're almost there too. So I'll almost Ooh, kind of cool. So, uh, I, I'll say it again. You know, once the PS4 servers go, your PlayStation also goes. That's going to be a fact. So, you know, if you still have a PlayStation, you hear about the stores going down. Think back to this. Uh, uh, oh, a small little little thing here. Uh, it, this can be jailbreaked. So, if you or if you want to attempt to jailbreak your PlayStation 4, uh, if you're, you you want to attempt to break it, <laughs> if you in order to kind of flee from this problem, that's possible. I don't know how. I just know that it's possible. The, uh, if you're an Xboxer, though, that's not happening. Apparently, they're worse off. Uh, if you have an Xbox, uh, you, uh, I, I don't know exactly how it works. I guess your account 
is uh, set up on. It can't be set up online, from what I'm hearing. I don't know what that means because I don't, I don't own an Xbox. But apparently, you can't jailbreak the Xbox because of that. So mm-hmm. it goes a step beyond what PlayStation. It's probably because they force you to connect it with a Microsoft account. Yeah. Which is like its yeah, own sounds- separate existing service on like Microsoft's all other Microsofty services, which they've tried to like emulate Google with, basically. I think something that's coming that's really going over all of our heads right now is when we buy digital, we kind of forget the the longevity, which it isn't that long. I was thinking about this earlier. It is, I guess, but like the physicals, it has to be longer, right? I mean, I don't know. With Steam, because of the ease of access to Steam accounts, like like those games kind of go Good point. forever. Um, it's Good point. it's just Good like point. Sony, you know, like and like as long as I feel like as long as you do actually go and buy another console and just log into your pre existing account, all your digital shit will still be there. And like pulling people's licenses off their accounts is. I don't know. I think fucking unethical <laughs> as fuck. And <laughs> yeah. honestly, just like damage, damaging to the company as well. And it's like, there's, you I know, you, you, there's the public outrage behind doing that. And then the loss of sales, like it, no one, no one could save face after doing that. It would be impossible. I just, I don't know. I'll tell you right now. I'm, I'm kind of just about over servers right now. Like in general, just kind of sick of hearing <laughs> it, you know, servers and, uh, you know, I just want to go back to the good old days of just like super simple gaming. But I'm just going to close with this here. Um, just some other key points is it just I still think that Sony, they went a long way to go with the, the CMOS, CMOS problem just to prevent trophy cheesers. I feel like those guys don't exist. It's just something weird. I don't know who's doing that. Uh, so I don't know. That's just the whole thing there. Um, yeah. I guess the argument for it, it's just weird. So, and also just physical stuff is slowly being forgotten in this digital age and just reminding everyone just to keep physicals going, please. We are past that then. I guess let's move on to the second topic. Yeah, the segues are difficult. Well, you know, Sony might might be in a little, little uh, shysty, but, you know, like... It's it's really really I've been f- having a lot of fun going down this this rabbit hole of like well there was this really really funny like internet controversy earlier this year when um Animal Crossing asked it asks the internet the question uh, uh, is Animal Crossing vegan or can you play Animal Crossing vegan they released this released this really wonderful uh, uh, <laughs> article here that uh mm-hmm. kind of details all of that jazz. um. Right. PETA's Vegan Guide to Animal Crossing New Horizons. And this triggered a bunch of just people being upset and, you know, just kind of leaning into, like, PETA's whole weird thing with Nintendo. Like, they really go after Nintendo a lot for some reason. I, I don't know. I think we'll probably come to the conclusion by the end of this because I think I figured it out. <laughs> a lot of this shit is hilarious. So, is uh, fishing and... What's up? Uh, fix... Yeah, uh, fix the uh, the mic sounds like it's far away again. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, it's got to be right next to my face, doesn't it? I think so. Okay. Do oh, I have shit? Because mine's, sound... mine's mine's not close to my face, but you can still hear me. So I don't yeah. I don't know what's up with that. So uh, uh, you sound fine now. Whatever you're there doing. There might right be now. some connection issues going on. So earlier, like in 2020 i believe like almost a year ago like animal uh PETA decided to uh 
release uh, their vegan guide to Animal Crossing New Horizons. And this this really pissed a lot of people off. And I think for good reason. And it's just a lot of it's really, really hilarious. And this isn't like the, the first time that they've gone into this stuff. And like, there's so much shit on the Animal Crossing stuff that I kind of just want to like kind of go over. Like, they're just like, don't fish on your islands. Don't catch bugs. Oh, don't, don't oh donate to bladders. He, he, you know. Oh, yeah, I love the other one. Do clams feel pain? On your islands, you can dig clams. Here's why you shouldn't. <laughs> clams are bilalves who look less familiar than us animals but still deserve consideration I don't think I don't think clams actually do feel or like have a nervous system to feel pain <laughs> <laughs> yeah. why are they like why would they attack Nintendo that's just like random is it like, oh oh we, we we need to get to the end of the article here okay sorry go ahead they, they'll they'll usually and this one's just just on and on and on and on um, but yeah, that one's relatively, you know, harmless. They're just promoting veganism, but it's just like ridiculous because it's just like, I, I don't, uh, I don't really, uh, want to not play the game the way it was intended to be played. But some of the funnier ones, um, is in 2016 or something. No, I think even earlier than that, they took on super Mario with their, their, their game. Did you know that PETA makes games? I actually highly check out going to their website <laughs> and playing some of their like like browser games. They're fucking what? great. Yeah. What? So They're actually good. Or are you being like Okay, okay, okay. They've got a Pokemon um red, white, and blue that I really, really want to play where you play oh as God. Pokemon and you you battle McDonald's. And I swear to God, Grimace is a Pokemon you can catch it. That is insane. I can't some of my I'm favorite some of my favorite moves from it. Are protest, resist, and group hug. <laughs> oh my god! I'm just like, oh, it's so peta. And so, of course, it goes into the whole thing, and they do their whole thing where it's chewing, hoarding, and you know, like, oh, McDonald's is evil towards chickens. Which, yeah, let's agree, they fucking are, and their business practices are awful. I don't want to defend McDonald's. Peta's a uh, Peta's ethics, or like the their like idea, you know, treating animals right. That's probably better than McDonald's, but. You know their uh, their tactics. On the other hand, <laughs> little little underhanded. Which yeah, I was gonna get to. Mario kills Tanuki. <laughs> when on a mission to rescue the princess, Mario has been known to use any means necessary to defeat his enemy, wearing even the skin of a raccoon dog to give him special powers. Tanuki might just be a suit in Mario games, but in real life, Tanuki are raccoon dogs who are skinned alive for their fur. By wearing Tanuki, Mario is sending the message that it's okay to wear fur. Play Super Tanuki Skin 2D to help Mario or help Tanuki reclaim his fur. So it's basically like Flappy Bird, but you chase Mario and you're a Tanuki. So and you try to catch Mario. <laughs> I can't even believe that. Yeah, okay. So become <laughs> fucking thing. Like, dude, that's. Uh... <laughs> it's great okay and then another one of my absolute favorites here is um super their super meat boy um parody which is oh, super God. tofu boy but what's amazing about that is like team meat actually responded um which i don't think this is the actual quote because i don't really trust this website but it's close enough first off 
I want to thank PETA for helping us turn Super Mate Boy into a household name. And of course, making themselves look quite foolish in the process. Uh, <laughs> those should be from McMillan. See, uh, as mentioned in countless interviews, Meat Boy isn't made of animal meat. He is simply a boy without skin whose name is Meat Boy. But shh, don't tell them that. <laughs> oh, God. But the really funny thing is, like, they actually did end up featuring Tofu Boy as a playable character in several of their games after that. It just kind of like, it's just like an homage to how much attention that got, gave Super Meat Boy. <laughs> so, PETA's done good. They, they've done good every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, I guess what they need to really do is just make an Among Us a bunch of vegetarians uh, with the one dude eats meat or something, you know? I'm waiting for that. Uh, a lot of it has been the change in what PETA was about. It was like originally there was two people running it, and I forgot the dude's name. I don't know the story very well. Other people far more intelligent than me have covered this topic in the past, but like how PETA spiraled out of control is actually quite interesting because they did used to be like actual like investigative, like going in, having people infiltrate like labs where they're abusing monkeys and freeing them and shit. But like the one guy who was all about that, like the, the other person got all CEO with saw dollar signs essentially. And like saw that like the, the publicity stunts and the, like clearly these are like obvious trolls to shoehorn in ideas that they want to do. And clearly like in this sort of like is definitely like, there's a lot of other like funny ones that I want to talk about, but this kind of leads into like what I wanted to actually kind of talk about with Peter was like why they didn't go after monster hunter. And they actually, I found out that they did try, but I think all they really, all they really did was release like one tweet, which was like, we've recently stumbled upon the disturbing video game monster hunter world in this game people go around brutally killing these majestic beautiful creatures killing these monsters makes you no difference than poachers we combat daily in order to spread awareness of this pressing issue peter has created the questionable social media campaign and it is questionable hashtag monsters lives matter i was like oh peter you didn't you didn't do that peter uh, which I think is also probably the reason that they backed down, and then they also realize that they don't know jack diddly shit about Monster Hunter, and they're not going to get any publicity off of Monster Hunter. I mean, I feel like people yeah. are going to listen to go, what the fuck is Monster Hunter? And then everybody else is going to go like, ah, I can't believe Peter tried to go after Monster Hunter. Yeah, 100, stupid. 100% <laughs> of people who play Monster Hunter are going to laugh at, laugh at Peter. Oh, you know? yeah. Which is totally, like, a lot of the issue people take with a lot of their tactics today, which is, you know, overblown craziness. Uh, their, their CEO right now, uh, Kirk Garrett or whatever her name is, uh, she has a funny thing that you could find uh, about, like, what her final dying wish is, which is to be um, barbecued and eaten. Which I, I kind of oh, respect. What was it? A barbecued vegan? What'd you say? No, no. She wants to be barbecued and eaten as like a, a demonstration. Oh, what the fuck? Well, you can't say that she has then at that point lived and died for PETA. That's, I'm sorry. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. Like, that's pretty <laughs> honest. Um, that. No, another really, really funny though. PETA anti-gaming one was, uh, <laughs> which is really what I wanted to stick to and not like all the other stuff that PETA's done. Cause I'm not, smart enough for that but no you are that's fine 
anyway i just haven't done the research for it definitely oh, and fair. other people i feel like other people have done better research and like set better videos up or like things that i i would be better covered than this mildly improvisational uh <laughs> podcast that's all right <laughs> but- well, you- I love I love anyway. this anti Pokemon Go one. It's a uh, Peta's LA po- Peta's LA office is Pokemon Safe Zone following Pokemon Go release, which is like some of this is on their own website. So it's like I want to make fun of their grammar for a little bit. Peta's LA office is Pokemon Safe Zone following Pokemon Go release. <laughs> okay. What in the world. So, so first, now, now we need to scroll down and read the read a little into their article to see what they mean by this. Many Peter Staffers grew up with Pokemon and were impressed by the Pokemon Go phenomenon. We saw this as a teachable moment for how people should treat real animals. And they've got this sign in front of the Bob Barker building going, "You are now entering a safe Pokemon zone. No capturing Pokemon at Peta." Hashtag oh gotta free them all, which is the thing that came up for the Pokemon. <laughs> what? How bad is that? Hashtag gotta free them all. <laughs> I verbally cringed. That's- <laughs> oh, dude, Peta's hashtags are all terrible. They can't do right by themselves. Like they're just like every time they use Twitter, they're just like foot in mouth. It's incredible. <laughs> oh my god! I thought their whole thing was like don't abuse animals, but. Oh no, no! It's 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 got it's just like it's just gone to trolling. It's gone to straight up just trolling for attention. It's really fun. Like I, I'm so happy I went down this rabbit hole because a lot of it is just like really goofy to me. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. So we've designed the Los Angeles office as a safe zone where trainers may not capture or fight Pokemon. We place signs outside our Echo Park office to make it known. And this one's got like. Like like a, a chain, like a keychain with a Pokemon ball, like a Pokeball with blood coming out of it. It's like torn from their families and held captive in Pokeballs. Pokemon deserve freedom too. And then the hashtag got a free ball. <laughs> uh, my God, man! Can we just not? That is. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm mean, like, but like, like, I'm like, how does PETA even enforce this? And I'm just like wondering how many PETA members are actually just like this shit. There's like, I actually just play Pokemon Go <laughs> themselves. Oh my, my God, man! I don't even know what to say. The whole, thing, the whole thing is just ridiculous. I can't even. Oh, oh, man, I keep PETA shit! Video games, man. I I'd say about most oh. games where you can kill an animal is probably like. It's, it usually doesn't animals. feel good, you know? I don't get it. Like, it's like, if, I don't want to kill animals in real life, but, like, in a game, it should be fine, you know? It's, like, not like I want to kill an animal in real life, but, like, apparently, if you're a PETA, you probably think the opposite, right? You're probably like, oh, this, if you're it's, raccoons and red dead, it's it's you're more it's just trading. to a gun and shoot a raccoon outside. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. yeah, like, like, it's just trading. That's probably not the thing. They they just don't want to see an animal, a not an animal that doesn't exist, die, which I think is a little bit weird. I could draw a picture of Elmer Fudd shooting Bugs Bunny and send it to them. I'm sure they'd be offended. It's like I fucking offended you with graphite. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what the fuck? I think I it's funny a to a Whatever, certain a extent. Weird. That's but... weird for sure, but it's <laughs> funny knowing that. It's funny knowing that I could just write something that doesn't exist. They're like, we're offended. Yeah, 
I, I really I don't think I don't think they're actually offended, Chris. I think they genuinely. I, yeah, I don't think they give a shit. I think it's usually a point to shoe in some other, you know, actual like, just like, oh, we're doing our job just by bringing attention to shit. It's like, well, I mean, I suppose they are creating a conversation, and like, I might be leaning into that right now by doing that. But I mean, there is some genuinely like funny and ridiculous shit in this. But yeah, I do think that they're generally trolling. And I don't know, personally, I feel like that's like a far, far cry from like the PETA that used to, you know, like do hardcore shit. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Well, hopefully they don't fuck with us later with all, you know, <laughs> any, any cool games to come out where we can shoot something that's not existing. Hopefully they uh, keep trolling. Oh, no, no. Happen. Yeah, no, I hope that they keep doing this because clearly, like, they made Super Meat Boy more popular. Like, it's... Tofu it's, Boy. It's, God. Yeah. It's, oh my God. Uh, that's hilarious. I'll admit it. You know, but <laughs> it's also cringy as fuck. Like, how about oh, oh, the cringe is, is, is too real with them because they're like, you can definitely get that sense of sincerity. Oh, God. And they went after Cooking Mama, too. Cooking Mama, Mama Kills Animals. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mama Kills Oh, I'm sure they love that. <laughs> Mama movie. Kills Animals. <laughs> I'm sure they couldn't wait to pop that one in. Oh, yeah. No, it's one where you prepare this really grotesque turkey dinner. Oh. Like, I see the little images on the side right now. I'm like, yeah, those are... It looks like something that you would see at, like, one of the like flash games or something that, that like was like going for like the gross out body body part like dismemberment but you know it's a flash game <laughs> man i just thought of a really good idea i don't know if i could like <laughs> if i could really execute it well but it'd be cool to uh, make a game where like these people are like they're posed they're like we want to save all these animals you know they're like oh man but it turns out that, like, if you go in there, they're actually torturing the animals and they're actually, like, selling all the meat. It turns out that this yeah. is actually uh, corrupt and evil and they're actually making money off, like, slaughtering animals. But it turns out... Again, uh, I don't want to go into the kill... I, the, 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 like, the kill shelters and all the the well, weird no. backwardsness of the, like, the, of the PETA and shit. Like, that's research people can do for themselves. <laughs> at the end of the game, you find out that it's PETA. And it just be no. Like, no, 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 no. Just hear me out. Like, it'd be cool if they played the game and they're like, they were like sitting there, they're getting all pissed off. Like, oh my God, this game's about killing animals and it sucks. And then, they get the animals, <laughs> then it's them. <laughs> they did it the whole time. Oh, I could see it just being like that. Ah. Uh, someone hit <laughs> PETA with a PETA. That's a troll. I mean, it, it is a little. Oh yeah. But I, they're gonna troll. They're gonna get the trolling business. I'm gonna troll them back. I'm making it. <laughs> These guys are acting nice, but then they're actually an evil cult. And at the very end of the game, you find out that the cult's PETA. One of the and be like, "This uh, is a game. Forty hours of killing animals, and I find out that it's about us." Like, I would love to just. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I got you heated, Chris. PETA <laughs> shit. Troll, uh, troll, troll, troll kind of effective. Doggy, right? It's a doggy dog, doggy dog world, and uh, in relation to PETA. Okay, yeah, no, I guess that was. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, there's some there's some pretty weird shit out there with with PETA's history with just being questionable as fuck. <laughs> 
like I wonder, oh my yeah. god yeah i really i need to go to the pokemon red white and blue pokemon versus mcdonald's wonder how peter feels about no man's sky i don't know different planets killing things <laughs> killing animals right those are actually animals you've got animals <sighs> on the planet yeah but again like pete is usually always missing the point with shit because yeah. that is not the primary goal of no man's sky by any means God, that Minecraft, though, looks which... hor- hor- horrific. Oh, yeah. Oh, Aaron Minecraft. brought up Minecraft with that. God, Peta, at least make your volume button work. Jeez, <laughs> yeah. your website blows. Even Ark, you know? Yeah, Ark, same thing as fucking as Minecraft, except you're punching dinosaurs and you're still punching animals, you know, penguins. Yeah. Dude, you kill a dodo in Ark, like, I almost want to cry sometimes, so they're so helpless. It's like killing a kid. I know, it's sad. <laughs> No, I there was times in the Oh, Gotta do it. Gotta yeah. Do it. I'm surprised he doesn't go off after that, you know, but yeah, whatever. And that's a troll. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> oh, they're all trolls. Like, all of the PETA games and, like, most of what they do with the video game stuff is just, like, so much of, like, just, it just all of it leans into, like, what PETA does with video games. <laughs> they don't, yeah, and, like, there's so many games they could go after, that would give them like a lot more, like a lot less attention. But I feel like would be like far more like an honest thing that you should probably be pissed about. Like I could totally see Monster Hunter. Like you're literally going on safari to kill giant majestic monsters and shit. Like I, I do kind of see where Pete is coming from. Like Aaron even made that joke before. I was like, hmm. that was when I first like got to the whole like, you know, like maybe this is funny here. Has Peter ever gone after Monster Hunter? It's like, yeah, they tried, but then they realized they wouldn't get the attention that they wanted and it wasn't worth trolling the Monster Hunter community. I was like, wow. Oh, Peter. <laughs> Clear. Just that's just that speaks so much to their philosophy about what they're dealing with the whole their whole video game angle. It was like I think but I do I do find the video games themselves very hilarious. And there's like a bunch of them that I kinda wanna play because they're like so silly. Yeah, we can all come back to that too. Like I was gonna <laughs> say we could we should also maybe do a, a fun little top ten list of games that would really, really, really get under Peter's skin. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen like a couple. Like there was like a couple of articles like that that have done in 2013. But like, there's so much of it that's just like pure. Like, ah, Peter's so stupid. I was like, oh, I don't necessarily think that. But like, I don't think you should be right. as pissed as you are, sir. You're not having very much of a sense of humor about just how silly this shit is. <laughs> I think they're funny. I just kind of want them out. Like, I was gonna say, I want them out of my games. But like, yeah, you know, if, they're they're, not, if they're not doing anything, then I guess what's the, you know what's the problem? They're making games, so I guess I can't bitch. You know? Yeah, and I, I think they're that. mostly just trolling large gamer groups to get attention because they feel like it calls awareness to their cause, but really it just pisses a bunch of people off. So you know, ultimately they're just bad pressing themselves and making themselves look like idiots that are kind of misinformed about the games that they chastise by the fans of those games because usually their things are just littered with inaccuracies about the games. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's funny. Damn, oh. 
Kitten Squad is playable on Switch and PlayStation 4. I didn't, right. know, I right. didn't know PETA had a game on on uh like on the on on let's like like you need to buy by jeez kitten squad's PETA? yeah i didn't know kitten squad was PETA. that's i didn't know that either I it's on their that. page yeah no copyright 2015 p-e-t-a good on them making games yeah i guess i'm gonna i'm gonna get on there and play it and see if i can't fucking <laughs> see if I can't, like, <laughs> see don't totally hate it <laughs> find find something like that yeah oh, i'd like to so even if i have to stretch it yeah well I, 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 that's 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 cool. what they do <laughs> Oh, uh, I definitely want to play the. I genuinely want to play the Pokemon versus McDonald's game though, because Grimace is a catchable Pokemon in it. I just like. I'm sorry. I need Grimace, dude. I, I, I want. I want. I actually want to like. I wonder if there's a way that I could like hook Pokemon Red, White, and Blue up to my Pokemon Home and get Grimace in in Sword and Shield. You, you guys gonna do that for me, Peta? Like all the other Pokemon games are trade up. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, seriously, Pete. If you ever actually listen to this, please do it. I'm, I'm dead fucking serious. Well, I guess we'll see. Hopefully, we'll hear more or less about them in the future for whatever reason. Good press, bad press, well, whatever. Yeah, the last time I heard about them was literally their little like Animal Crossing spat. Which, yeah, there's so many things on there, like how to be vegan in Animal Crossing. That is. Super ridiculous. That's what I'm talking about. And when you start seeping stuff like that in there, it's a little bit weird. I respect veganism. Veganism, that's a thing, right? I respect veganism, yeah. but it's another thing when it's like, you know, you're kind of shoving it down my throat. So it's oh. a little different. No one, no one likes having any ideology shoved down their throat. Right. Yeah. Is there anything <laughs> else you want to add to? Or I don't know if. Uh, Actually, you know, I'm just going to go beyond ideologies and just, I would say, like, most people don't like anything forcibly shoved down their throat. I think that's just kind of a universal thing. (laughs) So, yeah, I guess we'll see what other stuff uh, PETA wants to shove down our throats in video games. I'm kind of surprised anyone (sighs) for anything at this point. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't, honestly, a lot of this, like, a lot of this stuff doesn't feel super forceful. And, like, I'm just kind of seeking it out. Just a lot of the funny stuff is, like, the inaccuracies with, like, like just how how the Animal Crossing world works. Right. <laughs> what you're the allowed to eat in the game and stuff like that. But it's, like, you, you your character actually can't consume any of the fish or bugs in the game. So, I mean, like, your character is essentially... Right? A, no, no, you've never been okay. able to. Okay. Like uh, catching them is purely for like preserving them in the like the the museum or like trading them and things like that. It's 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 like a collection goal. They're never actually consumed or used to make anything. Like there's no hint of them actually dying in the game. So like your character is essentially already forced to be vegan anyway. So I don't know where they're getting off on like the whole thing. And then it's like when you like even set take the fish after you've caught it out of your inventory, it pops up on the map in a fish tank. They all come in a free fish tank. Yeah, Yeah, that's like everybody's having like those kind of stutters and freakouts and like little brain moments with it. 
Yeah, double takes and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> just like yeah. Well, <laughs> like I said, we'll see what we'll see where that goes in the future. I, I hope to hear some more stuff about that. But yeah, yeah. Move on that I'm, to, I'm, uh, I'm curious to see what their next next troll game is going to be. Keep us updated. Maybe you can throw some little things here and there, little snippets. When we, when we, like, oh yeah, Peta did something ridiculous yep. today. Yeah, uh, updates on Peta's video game development crew. Well, I guess we'll move on to topic three. And if you're ready okay. to do that. Which, sure. Uh, really all topic three is, is I'm just going to salvage a bunch of the stuff that, all the stuff I can from the last podcast, hopefully all the funny stuff. Uh, yeah. And then I'm so going to probably... throw it. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead and enjoy that. We have three fran- we have three random fans basically between Montana and uh Portland and then we have like a couple in Mississippi or whatever I think that's or yeah. Is it Mississippi? I feel bad for never remembering. No, <laughs> I think it's no, no. Yeah, it's, it's chilling from Mississippi. You right. Oh, okay. You right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to the spirit of gaming then. Our first uh, yeah. topic here: new Bungie IP. And when was the last time you heard that? It's been a while, hasn't it? Mm, a long ass time. Yeah. Didn't they used to make Halo? Halo? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well. They, let's not give them too much credit because I think uh, the good good half of the team left. Like half the team of Bungie left, right? The good half ended up leaving and left yeah. the shitty half to the yeah, Bungie. They, but, they, yeah, they 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 dispersed amongst a bunch of different gaming groups. Yeah, unfortunately, that did happen. And then three four three, blah 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 blah, and then we got Destiny, which half the writing team failed on. True. But uh, fortunately, we do have, uh, it's not very much news, but we have an article that just came out a couple days ago uh, claiming that uh, Bungie has a secret world in parallel with Destiny uh, that will arrive in 2025, which I think is is interesting. Bungie is going to challenge their own IP. That's insanity. I was actually, you know what? I was thinking about that at work today. Uh, for the longest time, we needed competition with Destiny to make Destiny better, but they're releasing like they're the only ones releasing like in their own genre. Like they need, they're competing with their own games. That's not healthy. Like, oh, <laughs> the games are, I mean, I guess you know, there, there's Warframe, but I feel like Warframe's kind of a, it's I don't know, it, third person versus a- third person shooter is not easily equivocatable or equivocal. I can't we use a, English. <laughs> we need a first. Yeah, no, it needs to be first person looter shooter specifically. It needs to be like in. It needs to directly compete with Destiny so, for it. Yeah, like, it just I doesn't guess, exist. In that sense, the only thing that's competing with Destiny at this point is Borderlands. True, the really the only one, and for some reason, it doesn't really come close. Even though it's like, even though I love, I love Borderlands. I do too. This is great. Um. So, we have Paul Tassi, the senior contributor of uh, Forbes, and he he's actually he writes the uh, the secret the world in parallel with Destiny article here. Um, so he writes, Bungie has previously announced plans for a major expansion of its studios over the next few years and continued the commitment to the Destiny franchise indefinitely. Uh, a new interview at Four Gamer that's loosely translated from Japanese has been making the rounds about these topics. And while I don't think it makes quite as much news as people claim it does, it's probably worth exploring all the same. So I think 
I, you know, I think it's right, right? Any little bit of news coming out from Destiny, even from Japan, is probably good news because they don't really say a whole lot outside of Destiny, right? So Destiny 2 is extremely huge in Japan, just to be fair. Yeah, no, I've been hearing that a lot. No, it's it's one of the biggest MMOs in Japan currently. Like, it, it over Final Fantasy fucking 14. Which internationally is a huge hit, but still, Destiny 2 is really popular in Japan. Riley's I think almost thing, more actually. so than in America. I think it's pretty insane to think about. If you go on the PlayStation Store right, or the PlayStation Live right now and you go to the the streams, uh, Destiny's on there and it's like the Japanese Destiny. It's like, mm-hmm. whoa, what? Yeah, um, no, I mean, like, isn't the point of Destiny 2 to like make your ultimate shonen protagonist? Right, well, tries to yeah um, i guess fair <laughs> paul tassie writes uh in the the interview is a little hard to parse without a full proper translation that isn't just google chrome but i guess i've enjoyed such auto translated gems as the glass house raid and the jet black witch expansion and the current season or selection season which we're cu- currently playing i don't know what any of that shit is what the hell is glass house raid what the hell is jet black i think witch he's expansion? talking am i, I think, missing something no i think I he's talking Googling i think it. i think he's talking about what like the no, I think he's talking about like um, House House of Glass would be like um, the class, like Vault of Glass. That's equivalent. That's oh. yeah. That, that wouldn't make sense. And oh. then that, that would be that would be that would be stuff that's coming into the parallel Destiny universe in my mind. And I have heard shit about this. Is the first that I've heard about it. Totally, this is just my conjecture and my theory that that's essentially like the parallel Destiny's vault of glasses house of glass no no i just got it i think he's being funny so it says the interview is a little hard to parse without a full proper translation that just isn't google chrome but i've enjoyed such auto translated gems as glass house raid i get it (laughs) okay listen i get it he so google chrome translates the japanese destiny as glass house raid not vault of glass that's hilarious that makes sense that's what I think he's saying because he says I uh, I have enjoyed such auto translated gems such as Last House Raid and what no. the hell with Jet Black Witch? Oh God, I didn't, Jet Black Witch. I don't know. Fucking um, <laughs> God, what's her name? What's the mean witch on fucking Earth? And, like everybody had to hide hide the fucking like 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 in the in the EDZ where like you had to hide behind the fucking corner. And never mind. I don't know. <laughs> I was say, I don't. I don't really. That's not really. It was. It was a, a destiny encounter, and someone's like, "I remember the one on the EDC where they like hide behind the corner of the thing, and it's like the broom, and there's like the witch bitch." They oh, rebrought man. that map again. What's her name? In I, I, I'm, Omnigal? I'm I'm Omnigal. Yeah, I was trying. I was. I was gonna say Omnigal, but I'm like, that's fucking World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, no, Omnigal, the the screaming fucking whore from hell. Oh. So, Paul reads, the the interview is with the design director, Jacob Benton, and he does appear to name drop Destiny 3 when asked about it. Namely, that the game is focused on the saga of light and dark ending after the post-Lightfall expansion. Though, it's the first time I've heard of the potential content after that referred to as Destiny 3. I'm not taking that as confirmation, but it's interesting. So, but I am. They're saying that Destiny 3 is going to be a thing, basically. I don't know why he's saying that. It's kind of stupid. Um, yeah, so... Um- he named 
there is going to be a desk, but that more to come later. There's actually something that has to do with the new IP that might have to do with not well. Destiny Three has kind of something to do with it. So, uh, Benton, uh, Benton also is asked about Bungie's new coming IPs, right? So that means multiple ones, and one in particular seems to be a huge project they're lining up for. So that is what Paul says. Uh, Paul also says, Benton says something along the lines of that they're working on a secret world in parallel with Destiny. So what does that mean? A secret world in parallel with Destiny. What are they saying there? Are they going to make like, an RTS where we get to play as the Hive or like, I don't know. I, I'm so confused by that. Because I don't know. There's, there's I, part of me that would like really, really like a Bungie IP that has nothing to do with destiny or halo they're just they're coming out completely different different they they are coming out with that actually they are doing that cool Uh, now uh, i will close up on that because that's actually going to be the closing of this topic is uh what you're talking i'm pretty sure is what you're talking about uh what i want to know is what the hell okay so a secret world in parallel with destiny so a secret world meaning like an unknown world that no one knows about in parallel meaning like does that mean like a j or uh with that like what so what i'm asking is does it sound like that that, like there's gonna be some connection like something's happening at the same time or is it mean like it's gonna be like usually usually when someone says parallel creatively like within like a writing structure my interpretation is that it is like it is something that is different, but can like it's similar, but it's completely different. It's like uh, okay, that's it's like it's, like it's like it's it's like when an anime has like a side story or like an offshoot or something like that. It's parallel but connected. It's part. It's kind of part of the story, but it really isn't. It really has like no. It doesn't really drive it in that direction. So I'm thinking parallel. I'm sorry, I'm fumbling all over the fucking place. But oh, in my fine. mind. In yeah. Destiny, a parallel universe would be making a new destiny. So essentially, they're going to set back the writing mistakes they made with the Destiny universe and tell the story they actually wanted to do. So it's like, you know, Full Metal Alchemist versus Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, where both things followed the manga up to the point, and then they split off and told two different stories. I'm thinking that's what they want to do. That's what almost what it seems like. I think you're on point with the first uh, first part of what you said. Uh, the second part, maybe maybe not so much, but I guess that it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, no, no one's gonna know until fucking Bungie does what they're gonna fucking well, do. <laughs> of course, it's just the wording is so weird. It's not like it's coming from fucking like one of the actual Bungie, like you know, like how what's his face? What the fuck's that guy's name? Like uh, the weirdo, the communication manager. What's his name? The guy who I don't. Ah, his name escapes me. God damn it. God, whatever. You know who I'm talking about, right? It's just the, the weirdo who just says vague stuff. Your guardian. Uh, anyways, like, it, it's just weird wording. Secret world in parallel with destiny. It's like, that's... Uh, there's a clue there, but it's just a really vague. And I just don't no, know how I feel And, like I mean, yeah, um, I feel like I feel like they probably won't follow through with what they said. <laughs> I think they will. Uh, because they are expanding their studios. And uh, there's also another point I'm getting to that will kind of... Uh, It'll show you that, that, you know, that might be not the case here. So uh, here's what Paul thinks. So first of all, and this is a quote, first of all, I believe he's referring to the fact that the team is working on a new secret world at the same time as they're working on Destiny. Not 
uh, not that the actual world is like directly connected to the Destiny universe in some way in parallel. Secret or, world to me screams so, alternate universe or or other dimension or some shit like that. <laughs> so what this guy is saying is don't take it uh, in the literal sense. He's saying secret world in parallel with Destiny as in like the working on another game also with working on destiny so like don't take it as like a literal interpretation of like something in the story i think is what he's trying to say but oh he's also God. saying i mean it's not impossible but i just don't think that's what he's saying here so we're all kind of you know there's no you're right from earlier there's no Chris, right do you remember do you remember halo wars that's i didn't play halo wars i think i stopped like right at halo no wars. but like seriously this screams I, halo wars to me it's like i'm like really upset when it's like alternate world parallel to destiny we're gonna try our hands at an rts again is that I'm what they like, said don't do not try an rts again halo wars was bad I don't know. Maybe they can StarCraft this one. Maybe the, maybe they will revitalize the RTS genre and like this will be great. But like I don't know. Like cool. like the idea of like like yeah, dude. I would fucking I would play the Fallen as an RTS class all day. <laughs> like you get yeah. to be you get to be the Fallen. You get to be <laughs> the Hive. You get to be the Awoken, or you get to be Exo slash humans. And, you know, you get your different tech trees. You know, it's an RTS. Like, I, I would not be stunned if just, they just, like, shout out an RTS on our faces. I think that'd be interesting. Like, it could not work. They, too, they, 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 Bungie over and over and over again shows that when they get enough funding, they want to make a real-time strategy game. They, they've done it. Every single time, they're just like, okay, we're done with FPSs. We want to make an RTS. Oh! What? Was Halo Wars under Bungie? Yeah, it was. That's that's what got them kicked off of Microsoft. They wanted to make a fucking RTS. They got it kicked (laughs) off of Micro. (laughs) Okay, I didn't know that. I thought for some reason, like, uh... I thought for some reason that like maybe Halo Wars was created by the maybe oh, no no that was like that was like right like Halo Wars and Halo Three came out about in tandem and then it was You're like right. it was like Halo Three Halo Wars and then just like Microsoft was like no you guys can't make an RTS and then they hired three four three I wonder I wonder because it'd be, it'd be interesting if Bungie made an RTS because it'd be a completely different kind of a completely different. Or no, it wouldn't be completely different, right? It's just I half mean, the people. Uh, like, like so, I would be, I would be into a <laughs> Destiny real-time strategy game. I would be. I wonder. Ah, man, I don't know how I feel about it, man. It's just too off the cuff. That, that's that, that, to me. To me, that it's like, is that why Halo did bad? I mean, <laughs> I, I'm reading that into that. I'm just like, I know Bungie too well, and like, they want to make them. They they want to fucking trump StarCraft. They've always wanted to drop StarCraft. That's been their whole fucking goal the whole fucking time. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess we will see that. I, I guess well, that's interesting. I think I think they know that people like looter shooters a lot. I think they're oh, gonna. God, yeah, the, the people love them. It's super lucrative. Lucrative shooter, loot and shooter. I don't know. So. uh Paul writes, uh, Bungie has previously said that they're aiming to get their first non-Destiny IP out before 2025. And here, Benton says they're aiming for 2025 itself. So if the current schedule holds up, this is what it puts at. So winter and spring of 2022, we get the Witch Queen expansion. 
mm-hmm. the winter spring of 2023, we get oh. the fourth expansion, which is Lightfall. And then winter spring of 2024 is the un- is unnamed Destiny expansion, which I think maybe that's the fourth one. I'm sorry. This brings us to 2025, unnamed new IP launch. So one thing I want to add that also the Destiny 3 will probably be coming around on top of that unnamed new IP launch. That's what okay. I wanted to bring up earlier. I'm going to throw my RTS idea out the window after that timeline. But maybe it's just a really fucking good idea. And hey, Bungie, yeah, make me a Destiny good. RTS. You motherfuckers. Open a whole new can of worms. Why not just do that? That's something no one's talking about. No, dude. I mean, like, you guys clearly wanted it with Halo Wars. I mean, like, you finally have the factions for a good RTS. Go for it. Shit, dude. Like, if I can mass spawn walkers on someone, and, like, God, uh, let me think. Like, like, I could use fucking servitors as, like, teleporters. So I could, like, spawn servitors on certain part of the maps and, like, teleport units around that. And I could just, like, spawn walkers on the back of someone's base. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be so nice. No, dude. Yeah. I like the idea of a Destiny RTS. That'd be fun as fuck. Just throwing the idea out there. I'm a weird, dumb fuck. <laughs> uh, I think they need to like. I, I'm taking a risk with them. I don't. Th- I don't know. Like they don't seem like the kind of. They, they're too comfortable. You know. They, whenever they want to take a so-called risk, they just them dipping their toes in the water. Yeah. No. Someone's gonna hear the extended of this podcast, but I feel like we've overtalked this. Topic. We do what? We've overtalked this topic. Didn't we have two other uh, topics in this podcast? We do, but we're only twenty four hour we're only twenty four minutes in. And I'm oh, still shit. I still need to go down the list. Okay, cool. So So Paul writes, uh, not to say that Destiny content will stop the year the new IP comes out, kinda like what I said earlier. Uh, but I would be a little little surprised if Bungie rolled out a big new game and say Destiny three in the same year, which I disagree with them, kind of, but like, you know, I guess who's to say who's uh but so uh in this industry Predicting exact plans for four years from now seems like a recipe to be wrong. So it's a little, po- it's a, uh, bleh. so there's a little point to too much speculation here. And I agree with him. Yeah. 100%. No. You know, I, 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 one reason why we're here is because it's something to talk well, about. I'm you know? going. Uh, so give me one more second. Oh, I'm interrupting you. Sorry. Give me one more second. We're fucking up. Uh, I'm, no, 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 you're fine. I just want to just get through this next paragraph unless there's something you really want to say because this is pretty interesting. Continue. Uh, you know, I probably. Uh, Bungie is currently incubating a number of new IPs. So he's saying that as a fact, including one led by Chris Barrett, which who cares? That may be the codenamed Matter game. So if there's one thing we know for sure, the new a new game that Bungie's coming out with will be called Matter. They've already bought the trademark to it. Okay. So uh, though we know little about it, other than it will contain a number of uh, multiplayer elements. There's nothing else we really know about it. <laughs> it, it, it it's There's literally just in- like, it, like, God damn it! You know, like yeah. if if I've yeah. like I, I've I've taken enough fucking algebra to know like when I find X, I'm gonna fucking kill X and staple him to the floor. That way, no one has to find X again. Because yeah, who's X? Exactly. What is this game gonna be? Good call. <laughs> What is this game going to be? Uh, well, from what I gathered, Matter is actually supposed to be, uh, if I'm getting my facts right, it's uh, going to be a more lighthearted and more humorous than Destiny is. Which, what is that really saying? 
Destiny's it's, not that dark. It's not saying much, and Destiny does have a sense of humor. I'm just like, what? Again, with the with, again yeah. with the X metaphor, like <laughs> they just like bring Kato. X over or something? equals like, Y this? plus two minus what? <laughs> I'm gonna find X and I'm gonna kill that dude. <laughs> We're gonna be done with this. What's interesting? <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm done with no. that joke now. No, you're fine. I was just gonna say what's interesting. Uh, what I want to bring up too is for the last year, uh, Bungie's been uh, they've been having a big hiring process. It's been a lot of job listings, and a lot of them have been uh, catered to like PvP stuff. I guess they're really trying to work on a multiplayer thing. So what I what I'm gathering right now is we're gonna have multiple IPs. One it's gonna likely be multiplayer. Uh, what's multiplayer? They're gonna focus on multiplayer, and another one's just gonna be like a lighthearted, like destiny. Chris, I guess. Chris, Chris, I'm so, having a little yeah. snapping point. Um, you said they're yeah, hiring yeah. people specifically for PvP. Yeah. Um. So does that mean? That's no, what I'm wait, getting just at. Yeah. Stop for a second. Jacob needs to get his point out. Um. So like, uh, does that mean they're finally gonna ban Jotun? Like, are we gonna finally have enough people in Denji Bungie's fucking corporate board to be like, Yotun's garbage? Um, yeah, that gun's garbage. <laughs> oh, it's garbage, and it just it, it completely imbalances proper player versus player mechanics. Oh, what? You mean slide stepping and like snapshotting? All of that doesn't matter if you have a fucking grenade launcher that heat seeks around corners. Oh no, yeah, no, that that's that's a perfectly viable thing. We should keep that. Oh yeah, fuck the Yota. I'm. I hate that. Yeah. Thing. Please, please hire more PVP people to get the fucking people in Bungie who think the Yotun is a good gun and that it needs to stay. Because ban that shit. Ban it. Ban that shit. Bungai. Yeah. I. I think. I guess we'll see. I think. I. I would love to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I think they come out with the. I mean. <sighs> hard to say man or they can come out the pvp game that's actually going to be balanced i don't know can, can a first person shooter be balanced i i, I watched if it's a, it, never mind i was gonna say if it's a fully pvp game they don't have because i think half the reason why pvp is so unbalanced and destiny in the first place is because of the pve aspect right that's like the whole they can't they i think that's why part it, of the reason i like destiny is that they they've done at least a decent job of separating the two not a good one but a decent one world of warcraft right, did for... the same thing where like the stat set for your pvp set and your player versus environment set were completely different and so if you ran into player versus player in a pve set you were gonna get fucked up yeah well you get what i'm saying though it's like it's hard to balance like it's hard to make PVE guns like powerful, but then like have it be different. Yeah, but PvP, the Yotun like, is not a PVE gun. The Yotun, but the the general idea, the general idea is like so. The reason why PVP is so broken is because PVE exists in Destiny. Borderlands doesn't have a PVP for a reason. I think. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna throw out a simple. I'm gonna throw out a simple solution. Make a PVE. P, make a PvP stat. Put a PvP stat on player versus player gear. That way, raid gear and Iron Banner gear and Trials of Osiris gear 
are different. Trials of Osiris gear doesn't function in raids. Raid gear doesn't function in Trials of Osiris. I wonder if it's that I easy. I think it is. You know? I think it is. I think it, I think it's as simple as like just like slapping a player versus player stat down. And everyone who is like, oh, original, like vanilla WoW was better because it didn't have resilience. I'm like, no, nope. Burning Crusade was better because it had resilience, which was the PvP stat. So resilience wonder, was a stat like said, that only what, made sense playing against other players because resilience reduced player damage. That's it. That's the right. only thing they had to throw in there. And then, like, shamans couldn't one-shot you with frost shock at 30 yards. I start to wonder if there's, like, a hindrance in, uh, like, the, uh, the, what's it called? God damn it, I cannot talk today. I wonder if there's a hindrance in, like, the, the soft, like, the hardware they use for the game or something. Because it seems like it, it would be that easy, well, but if they, the they PV- haven't cut it down since the 2014. PV- the PvP stat has become you- target acquisition in Destiny. Like, the, the rap, it, it's, okay. it's target acquisitions. What makes sniper rifle hit you in the fucking head, it makes the shotgun do the thing it needs to do. Fucking... Go go get your Soros regime out and look at it as tar- target acquisition. It's maxed. Like okay. that's the thing. Like it's it, I, um, I call target acquisition headshot magnet because it is aimbot. It's aimbot. That's what it is. Yeah, literally what it is. Sorry to be real about destiny, but you. like the more target acquisition you have, the more aimbot you have. You barely have to hit the magic triangle. Yeah, I really, <laughs> I relied on that uh, on target acquisition in D one. I always had it on all my snipers it, it, for trials. I feel like no, such a no, move, it, like that's not a like, new I, move. Like, that's a pro <laughs> move. It's just you know, kind of. I don't know. It's it's to me it screams. I need help. No, with no, it doesn't. You're not playing but, fucking uh, Call of Duty. This isn't one v oneing people with interventions on Rust. This is. But, uh, that's what target acquisition does, though. It, it makes the hitbox yep, bigger. That's in exactly head. what it does. Pretty sure. So. It makes the magic triangle. So it's larger. like a real sniper doesn't need that. If anyone knows what the magic real triangle is, is like it's shoulder, shoulder, forehead. And if you hit someone no. between the shoulder, so, uh, shoulder, forehead, matter. yeah, you get the one shot. You're done. They done. Okay. We've. Well, hopefully they can balance it up. Like I said, we're, we're looking forward to a, a, a PvP-based uh, game, which I think will solve a lot of the balance issues. I really do think that, because they don't have a lot of PvE shit to deal with. But for now, we can look forward to matters. There's not much about matter, but some things we can look forward to is that it's not going to be like Destiny. Like, that's something that is kind of being heavily implied. And that might be something that they need. So that's, like, what I got to say there. Oh yeah, that's totally fair. And it'd be interesting if they made a completely player like if they made a MOBA. I didn't I didn't think about that. Oh, that'd be cool. Kinda. It'd be I can see that being a spin-off though. People would just be like oh, well, well, what was what was that what was work. that other one? Like the like first there was like a third person shooter MOBA that came out that didn't do very well. I forgot who made it. 
Was it Paragon? Uh, no, not maybe. Yeah, it might have been Paragon. I don't know, but it didn't do very well. I remember still that was only a mobile I'd probably play. Like, Anyways, I feel like we've talked about the uh, the, the bungle topic. Oh yeah. For... <laughs> well, we're done. I mean, I'm on the bottom of my footnotes. So if there's anything else you want to add, we can go ahead and move on to. Um, other than topic. my um, favorite Destiny Clan name is Bungaloids. Bungaloids is funny as shit. That's genius. I think Planet Express would have still been the best. I remember you you said that a while ago. You wanted to get the Planet the Planet oh, Express. Oh yeah, no, that's just because I'm a huge Futurama nerd. But you know, Bungalo- Bungaloids oh, is like way funnier <laughs> because I feel like Bungie is bungling it. Therefore, they are Bungaloids. Get it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's Dude, their shit. Bungaloids. Yeah, bungaloids. They are 100% they bungaloids. bungaloids. Thank you, Gris. Call outs to Gris. Because Gris, Gris, Gris named his Dusky Clan Bungaloids. I have to call him out right now. Yeah, dude. Oh, did he? Okay, that's why it sounded familiar. And Deej. Deej is the guy's name I was thinking of earlier. The communication manager. Deej. That motherfucker. God damn it. Okay. Yeah. Years later. He's a, he's a, he's so a bungaloid. So we're going to the next topic then. <laughs> um, Got it. Oh. That dude's a fucking clan leader. Nail, yeah. Bungaloid! <laughs> Got him. Kobe! Uh, don't say Kobe. That means I missed so, it. Uh, moving on. You know, he has like the, he has, like, the lowest... I, third... I made it. Yeah, never mind. We should all, like, file a class action lawsuit for all the times you missed a shot when you call Kobe. I mean, like, I'm sad the dude's right. dead, but, I mean, he owes me money. I have... I have like emotional trauma. <laughs> the missed shots when I shouted Kobe. Oh my god! I'm saving that one for sure. I'm not editing that one. Out. <laughs> I need to put that somewhere. He owes me money. So moving on, uh, the PlayStation Store is, has announced uh, last week that they're going to be shutting down the, the PlayStation Store for PS3, PS Vita, and PSP. Baby, that's shitty. Baby. <laughs> they be fucking people over. I'm just thinking, like, you ever, oh, you ever, heard, you ever heard the song, you know, song 16 you... Tons? Uh-uh. 16 okay. Tons. What do you get? Another day pay. older and another than that. I don't know, but I I'm still sold. I sold my soul to the PlayStation Store. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's company so, store and like, uh, South Park did a whole thing on it where they, they put sixteen tons on, like as a joke about the Amazon thing. But yeah. I sold my stole to the PlayStation had- so- store. Not the four. The store. God <laughs> damn it, Jacob. <laughs> so I kinda <clears throat> excuse me. I kinda felt like this is almost too early or something, you know, like I, I realize that the PlayStation Four has already but been out. We what, this like seven, this, eight, nine, this is just like a, a thing that's like the rollover is going to happen. Like it would point like is the PlayStation Four defunct, and like if I have things not downloaded to my PlayStation library and they shut the store down, am I not able to download that shit anymore? Fuck you. Well, you'll be able to. Uh, so here are the specifics, okay? 
So a PS3 and the PSP will officially go down July 2nd, uh, 2021. And the Vita will actually be about a month and a half later. So it's going to be August 27th, 2021 for the PS Vita. So if you've, if you've downloaded a game before, or you've purchased a game before, you can still get it. So you can re-download and play any game or video that okay. you downloaded. That's that's reassuring. So it's not like it's going away for forever. That's one of the good things, I, I suppose. It's not like they're completely fucking me over. There is still some... I, I still am not about it. Um, but after the story goes down, you can no longer purchase. So that's <sighs> not cool. <laughs> I don't know why fucking PlayStation is doing this shit. That's not. That's not. Christmas. Oh, you're fine. I just postpone. Uh, I just want to say, like, I, I, I'm not really cool with it. Like, that's kind of. Uh, hold on, I gotta start over. God damn it, I'm sorry. I, I lost my, I lost my shit. <laughs> okay, cut. So, after the story goes down, you can no longer purchase any any game. This goes, like I said, this is PvP. PS Vita. PV God damn it, I am fucking up so bad, dude. <laughs> okay. After the story goes down, you can no longer purchase. Keep that in mind. This goes for the Vita, the PSP, and the PS3. Okay. So as long as you've purchased the games already, you should be fine. Uh now the reason why they're doing this, I mean, it's pretty you, you said earlier, Jake. I mean, you're, you're right. This is inevitable. This is something that's gonna happen. I really did feel like it was too soon, but the reason why they're doing this is to improve the PS4 and the PS5 store experience. Yeah. I don't know how I feel no, about No, I can see where that's coming yeah. from. And I also, like, completely disagree with shutting down the stores down on, like, those things. And I think, I don't know, at least for me, the biggest issue is, like, imagine being, like, an indie developer. And you're like, I'm going to make a game. And I want to make... Is it? Your mic's cutting out a little bit. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So Sorry, my biggest issue is that like I'm thinking is like an indie de- indie development, you know, like a creator, someone who wants like I'm gonna make my game for a PS Vita, mm-hmm. and like intending this thing to happen, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, like the today. store is getting shut down. It's like oh, you no longer have a place to put your game, and all of a sudden you're scrambling to port to Steam. Fuck Sony. That's that's the thing. Sony, they basically just came out. They basically just came out and said, we're shutting down the store. There was no uh, warning or anything. When I found out, when you found out, the, those developers that are working on those indie games for the Vita that are still making games yeah. for it, they found out the same day. Too. No, and now they're scrambling to port Steam. That's we it. should buy their games because their games are probably fucking good. And now they have no fucking funding. I'm sorry, I dropped a fuckload of fucking F-bomb. If you fucking have a fucking issue with how many F-bomb, I'm sorry, it makes me mad. So, this does create a bevy of issues, though, for sure, because we can talk about a whole variety of things of kind of why this might be good, but it's mostly bad. There's a lot of question about the means of future development and gain ownership, right? There's the digital talk. There's also where the most important thing is, where is the game preservation? Okay, if you haven't noticed, like Xbox and uh, Nintendo, they're like really good about game preservation. Why is Sony just going on the opposite direction? They're shutting down the stores. You can't buy these games anymore. Like, why? Like, what gains from that? Like, we're just going to start fucking like, we're just going to start emulating games. Isn't that what that encourages? Emulation. I mean, again, emulate all the fucking time. I'm 
don't say pirate video games, but emulation sprite. Anyways, um, aside from that, a big That's thing that I saw was um, yeah. the PS- PSP exclusive um, Star Ocean First Departure remake. Um, was a pl- That was a PSP exclusive. Yeah. Recently, it transferred over to Nintendo Switch's online service because fucking Square saw this shit coming. Yeah, that's why they, they took okay. the, their their PlayStation Portable okay. exclusive, um, the the Star Ocean remake, and they shoved it on the Switch because it's the primary portable right now. And you know, you want to play Star Ocean, right? <laughs> to be fair, like Switch yeah, is buying up and- everything. You know, they're kind of. It's hard to say it's because of they knew that the shit was gonna. I'm not square. Square. Square know. is jumping on the Go switch ahead, because they, they see the writing in the sand. And Square has always done that. You saw it when they swapped, like, like after, like they made a bunch of games for the NES, and like they really wanted to do a disc system, and that's why we got Final Fantasy VII as a PlayStation exclusive, mm-hmm. not a Nintendo exclusive. If Nintendo had gone disc drive, like again. Final Fantasy would have been a Nintendo exclusive, period, and it had been before that. I think you're right there. I think you got a good point. It's just weird to me, man. Like, you don't benefit from just... Like, if you're going to take games off the PlayStation Store, like, you're going to encourage emulating, which I assume Sony's Sony's not cool with. So I just don't understand, like, what the logic is here, you know? I, so, is it possible that maybe they're trying to push a FOMO effect? You get what I'm saying? Like they're like, okay, we're gonna take we're gonna take all these games out. You got to buy them before that's, this date. That's not entirely like, impossible, foolish, but, but like you'll also see that Square has pushed a bunch of their titles onto Steam as well and available on PC. Which, in my opinion. Like a lot of the games. best version of Final Fantasy Tactics is the Steam version. I can see that. It's just not every game's gonna go to Steam though. You know, there's a lot of games that are not that, that are just a lot of games a lot of games that people worked on that. But won't Steam be is the easiest access for like an early thing to be put on. I mean you're designing the game on computer again. Again, I'm just you know, fuck consoles. I agree with you. The problem is they're not doing that. The problem is like the, some of these games are going to be lost forever because they're not going to Steam or they're because like PlayStation you're just taking off the store completely. Like that's not you know like that's just like dying species almost in a weird way. A lot of good <sighs> games are about to go down the shitter. No, there's Maybe there's too many people who care about those games that like they will not die. Even if the developers don't want those games to continue, there will still be a pirate site. There will be still someone who cares about it. There's someone who will still rom hack it. That's what I'm saying. This this creates incentives to start like modding your PlayStations because you can't. <laughs> I'm you not going to buy the I'm fucking game. Gonna You're going to emulate it, you know. <laughs> For sure, I just want to also point out, and this is from speaking from my friend, not me. Cough, cough. Yeah, PSP going the PSP story going down. I don't give a fuck about because like if you like PSP emulators are almost better than PSPs. <laughs> Uh, my friend told me that if you get an Android and you download the PPSSP app, 
um, that a lot of the, the PSP games emulators run almost better than the PSP. Yeah, did your friend? Yeah, itself. did your friend tell you, you that? that because my friend told I, me that if you're playing like the Pokemon games an emulator, you get a speed up function. And my friend told me that like that speed up function makes the games way more playable, and you can get to the end series. Where like you find out that like Sil yeah. like Silver, the little redhead kid, is actually <laughs> Giovanni's son. Oh my god, spoilers. <laughs> right. Well, like I said, these are just our friends. We, our friends, we would we wouldn't encourage illegal. Oh yeah, like, no, that's definitely not what we're, we're here for. We shouldn't we, we should be preparing people to buy things but, from the proper you know, marketplaces that are available on the internet. But my friend also wants you to know that if you have to emulate a PSP, it's okay because it almost runs better on an Android. Not me saying it, just, just, just fair warning. I am all, I'm totally. Also, if you ever want to play mother (laughs) three, it's really easy to download. the Because Nintendo will never give it to us. So no, I never said that. (laughs) <laughs> if there is one thing, I do, <laughs> if there is one thing I do agree with though with you is, uh, and this is pretty obvious, is indie games are getting hit harder way more than AAA is. I don't have any examples on the top of my head or anything, but it's pretty obvious, you know. I mean, the indie games they make less money. There's a reason why they're indie games, you know. AAA games don't have anything to worry about. They make enough money and have enough, you know. Well, clout what I'm thinking that. about within Whatever this topic, topic, since we brought it up. Indie games serve mm-hmm. a special purpose. There's something that exists to challenge people and to present an experience and something that someone you might not have ever experienced before and to invoke emotions that a AAA title might not ever be capable of doing. There's something magic about a small development team. There's a reason that the music tracks for Undertale and other small development teams, Fez, disaster piece made Fez um, Scott Pilgrim versus the world on a Monoguchi um, and all of these other groups made massive chiptune titles out of you know the indie games that they developed their soundtracks around is because when you have a small development team you have a small concise creative idea and that shit is magical It isn't re- the most important part is it isn't restricted because I think the higher you climb up on the ladder, you know, when you start to get into more AAA territory, yeah. you start to well, be limited. And you have a larger and team, and you have more people. You like, do, just, just like so, finish an Assassin's Creed game. And if you can tell me the number of people on the credits are under a thousand, I'll send you a hundred dollars. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> fair enough for me. Um, but I just want to say, uh, I'll close out with it because I, I got out what I needed to get out. There's a couple things I just want to say, though. One, like, there was no real reason for Sony to be doing this, especially since Xbox is, they're pretty good about backwards compatibility and want you to play the games that you bought in the previous years as compared to Sony, right? And Nintendo Switch, I mean, like, if I'm not mistaken, on Nintendo Switch, can't you play like almost every uh, yes. SNES yes, you can. game? No, past, you can spend right? $25 for bold. a one-year subscription, and you get complete online compa- ca- 
capability for, you know, all the Switch Online games. That's Monster Hunter, Super Smash Brothers, um, fucking Splatoon, um, Super Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers. Um, and you also get access to the NES and Super Nintendo Nintendo emulator libraries. And they've also recently released that they have an N64 emulator in the works. So in the future, yeah, N64 games. Yeah, I hope we can reach the. Well, yeah, no. If, if you saw soon. the the Mario oh, three four, where it was like <laughs> Mario sixty four and Super Sunshine and Galaxy and together, like Nintendo has an N sixty four emulator. I just don't think that they've like ironed it out to the point where they're like able to just like give us you know, you know, Link to the Past, Majora's Mask, you know, Mario sixty four. Uh, eh. I wonder why that is. Why is it that we can like? Why is it that we can excel so much in uh, console gaming, but our uh, our emulation oh, uh, process is slower than shit? Uh, it's because it's Nintendo weird. doesn't want to work with pirates. If they worked with the the people who pirated their software and were like willing to like do that more, that would probably be a different thing. Because I can play Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door on my Dolphin emulator right fucking now and it will run great so there's like part of me that's like hey there's also a gamecube emulator you f- nuts <laughs> uh sorry waking up <sighs> okay but um, yeah no i'm super upset that they're like isn't an N64 engaged. Like, they, they clearly have the technology to do it, and they're not doing it. It's upsetting. This is a topic for a whole other podcast. It is. I feel like... Well, I agree with you there. Uh, well, hopefully we can cover something like that, because I think emulation is going to be something that's going to be in our future uh, that... Maybe you get what I'm saying? Like, I think it's something that's inevitable in our future because of what... Especially what Sony's doing. I guess maybe for Xbox and... Uh, what's the other one? God damn it. Well, Xbox and Nintendo are not, if they're not, how do I say it? I'm sorry. I'm fucking up right now. If Sony's going to do this, like it's going to encourage emulation one way or another. This maybe, is maybe like, I, I think I've, I think I've led this into exclusivity and Nintendo's exclusivity. But yeah, like Nintendo clearly has the ability to emulate N64 and GameCube games. Like why don't, why don't we have a fucking Picture Mike. Paper Mario Thousand Year Door remake? I would fucking die for that. Oh shit. You gotta fix your mic. Am I back? I got some. Mic check one, two, one, uh, two. Mic check. Okay. No, I'm just like You're good. You're good. with emulation, Sorry. like like in and clearly what Nintendo's capable of. Why the fuck don't we have like a thousand year door remake? Why don't we we have the Super Mario Sunshine remake. Where's Paper Mario Thousand Year Door? We've got we've got we've got Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Right. Yeah, Where's right. Paper Mario Thousand Year Door? No, dude. Where the fuck is my favorite fucking <laughs> game? Like, yeah. like Paper Mario Thousand Year Door is one of my favorite RPGs of all fucking time. And like we clearly have the ability to emulate GameCube game on fucking the Nintendo Switch, and we don't have Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Why not? My bad. Fix your mic. You're good. 
uh, I, I could still salvage what you said. It's just barely a, uh, yeah. Uh, I think we're going to see emulation pretty high in our future. If, uh, people like Sony continue to do what they're doing. I'm going to close out with two things. One, uh, the, I'm going to reiterate that the store shutting down for those is still too early for me. I just feel like it's just too early. I don't know. Uh, and two, if, if you're going to, uh, if you're going to, how do I say it? I encourage you, if you're going to buy games, the PS1 and the PS2 games right now are pretty cheap. If you're going to go on there, like on the PS3 and stuff and buy those. Chris, can I go on a cheap. side note so, about PS1 and PS2? There while you still can. Yeah. If you're going to get into course, gaming right now, your... this is the time to do it. PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 has never been cheaper. Though there's so many gaming stores that have so many different shelves just filled with PlayStation 2 games. Get a PlayStation 2 and play those games. If you've never played a video game before, it's the place to start. You'll get a PlayStation 2 for $20. And you can buy a massive amount of JRPGs for probably $35. Damn. And you'll get like Dark Cloud, Dark Cloud 2, I need to get Kingdom me. Hearts, fucking Final Fantasy X. All these mm. wonderful, beautiful games that existed on PlayStation 2 yeah. and is the dirt cheapest of consoles. So if you're going to get into gaming, get into it now and start at PlayStation 2. I <laughs> <laughs> was so you. beautiful a broad tear to my eye. You, I, think you sold, I think you sold our three oh, yeah. listeners no, please, on the PlayStation. Please buy, please, please <laughs> buy old games. Start early. Don't go late. You don't need the fanciest shit. Yeah. You don't need it. You, you need to you be don't. beautiful. You need to be beautiful let down, right? Like you don't need to. You don't need to start with all that. You need to. You need to. You need to work your way up. It's, you know. Don't don't be. Start with Donkey Kong. Oh, oh, oh you know, if you, you go, need, you if you go too Sparrow, classic, you need a, you're going to get expensive. A... I'm saying just like PlayStation 2 is the spot to start. That's true. No, good point. Good point. It's going to be the cheapest. You're right. You're right. I think PlayStation you're right 1's PlayStation 1 might be a little bit too. You go... <laughs> Age is really. Yeah, no. You're right. I think PS2 might be the best. Right now, and you don't have no money, go buy a PlayStation 2. Get yourself a copy of Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy sorry, X. But... I don't know. Those those games will last you a while. <laughs> On a side side note, uh, my friend <laughs> that if you really can't afford anything, you can download the PPSSPP app and uh, download we any didn't ROM. Say that. That's free gaming all the entire PSP. Yeah, no, no, my friend said that. He's uh my friend's he's all about that. I'm not I I don't, don't Welcome to Costco. Not, I love you. Uh, <laughs> so I is sure so. finally dying? I don't think so. I do too. I don't think it is actually clickbait 101. Uh it's not necessarily dying. I was thinking about this earlier. Uh, it, I I was thinking in my head that it, like I, dying is not the right word, but I think it's something about it is fading away because exclusivity, uh, it's just it's really weird. At first it was fine, and then it was like kind of not, and now it is. So let's dissect this. 
Uh, what do you think? Uh, is, is is exclusivity dying? Yes or no? Uh, if it is, is that a good is thing? Is exclusivity dying? No. Nintendo's keeping it, it desperately alive. Is, is exclusivity think? a good thing? No. Please stop. I mean, honestly, Nintendo has been looking at, like, getting their franchises, like, like out of their own thing. They definitely, like, I'm, <laughs> okay, so I'm going to bring up this little really, really funny story. When they were developing the Switch, they, they brought in consultants who had worked on, like, Xbox Live and PSN. And they're like, like the PSN people, like, so do you know how an online service works? And Nintendo's just like, no. Please educate us. <laughs> um, yeah, what's a what friend the list? Oh. What? What's 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 party chat? <laughs> oh, we have to have that. Can we do that through a phone application? You think that like we have children to think about. I don't know. Nintendo had no idea what they were doing when they got into online shit. Just hilarious. Oh, but they're like they've been so ahead of the behind game in the online so, like, the thing. And, like <laughs> Xbox and like Sony, just like literally, oh, like, if, if, if 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 uh, I guess you. I don't know. It, it feels like Sony and Xbox were the baseball bat, and um, and just they just like Nintendo just underhanded their ball and just let Sony and Xbox just slap it out on the field. I don't know. Yeah, Nintendo had no idea what they were doing. You can definitely see it with, like, the Nintendo Switch's online system. They had no fucking... uh, They had no fucking clue. You know, you're right. I I mean, I don't don't have a Switch, but, like, I think... When I think about the past consoles, I think you're right. I don't know why I said that. They definitely lack in the... No, they brought in uh, consultants from the other two companies because they did not know how to operate operate an online system much less an online store no it's it's like if you That's look hilarious. into it it's super funny i i don't want to i don't i don't want to like get into the details but it's, it's funny shit <laughs> i'll have to look up that story yeah no nintendo had no idea um, what they were doing well, they got guess- into like online shit like they tried with the wii they we all know what happened with the wii u and then, like, Nintendo Switch comes around, and I, like, I still remember this, like, I, I need to, like, cite the, uh, at, like, the, the, the fucking, uh, the article properly, but, like, essentially the, the whole thing was, like, they're, like, in the fucking thing with, like, Nintendo's things, like, uh, talking about, like, how Sony and Xbox run, like, Xbox Live and PSN, it's, like, they don't know what a fucking friend list is. <laughs> Yeah, and now when I get on PlayStation, oh, yeah, it's basically no, Facebook. Like, I'm not gonna lie, Nintendo yeah, could learn. No, so uh, and they have. They've been working on it. It's very clearly right? they've been working on it. They just have. Yeah, it's interesting because they have like even just culturally, they're so they're so different, and it affects no. It's culturally, you know? I think that's it, bullshit because like, Sony is, is the it, like, like in Japan, cult- Sony is the main competitor. To Nintendo, you're either Nintendo or a Sony guy, like or person. Sorry to gender that. True. So 
Go on I'm the gonna, rant. So I'm about to go on rant, a rant here. Rant, uh, rant, So expect rant, me to talk for rant. a long time. I will try and... So, I want to basically... Now I'm going to tell you. Uh, now I'm going to answer my own question, kind of. Uh, is exclu- is I, can't, I can't talk. Is exclusivity a good thing or a bad thing? So, basically, I'm going to go about why it's good. Because it was good at first, okay? So, what exclusivity does... Uh, kind of uh, the good part of it is it does differ a c- one console from another okay I think so uh, exclusivity is inherent this is something that uh, we actually can't really control because it's always due to factors like different hardware maybe promotion uh, this may be vague but console feel like the vibe kind of so it'd be weird to see a lot of like Mario on I- PlayStation or a lot of Crash Bandicoot on Nintendo obviously if it was inherently if, if it was for if, if that happened first it wouldn't you know, but it, the vibe is weird. The vibe is set. It'd just be weird to see all that. The last one's a little bit silly, but I just want to get that out. So hold on. So in the 1990s, exclusives really made a lot of sense. Like Donkey Kong on Super Nintendo, Sonic Adventure on Dreamcast. All that stuff made sense to me, okay? Like you, back then, you didn't think exclusivity kind of being a thing. I'm going somewhere with this. So uh, it just made sense because uh, you weren't really thinking about uh, How do I say it? Like, you got it. hold on one second. So back then, it wasn't even something you thought about, okay? So, uh, I feel like if you did, it was subconscious. Uh, because it wasn't about Sonic or Donkey Kong, really. It was just buying a console and seeing what it had to offer. Because uh, you had to see what it had unveiled, right? Like, it took time for games to unravel. So, it, in the 2000s, though, a little bit different. Exclusivity, well, actually quite a bit different. Uh, it, it was making consoles money. You know, if you want to play God of War, you need to hold down PlayStation to do it. If you want to play Gears I don't of know War, why you want to you play Brown and Muscles game. And it works. And it's not even a good... Not even that good of but a third-person shooter. Uh, like... It worked, though, because people... Like, Halo sold a lot of people on Microsoft alone. I mean, look at Bungie, right? Making making them Xboxers for life. <clears> still <throat> to this day. For PlayStation, it was The Last of Us. Like, people bought the console for No Man's Sky and even for a Final Fantasy VII Remake. I know I was guilty of that. I wanted a PlayStation 4 just so I knew, just when that game came out, that I could play it. So, I know but a lot Final of Fantasy people... Final Fantasy Remake came like, out on... They had to claim Steam that they bought Steam. a system for... X- Well, and I, actually, what's funny is uh, I have something to share about Final Fantasy VII Remake that might even that won't make that surprising at all. So I know a lot of people that claim they bought a system just for X game, right? I, we all know it made more sense back in the day, you know? but like as time went on, <laughs> it's that thing. Okay, one, two, three, four. That shit's fucking bullshit. Yeah. All right. So. So all of these consoles have been capable mm-hmm. of playing all these fucking games from the fucking start. And the only reason that we have exclusivity is because people are fucking greedy and they want fucking their IPs to make more money and to be exclusive. And like so like to be exclusive, like tying yourself to one console and making sure the sales of that console rise, especially in like the toy competitions of like all the different like rising consoles of the time, especially considering Nintendo versus Sega versus Sony versus all of that shit coming up. Like, yeah, they were definitely in competition with each other. <coughs> the, the, none of these games should have been exclusive. Exclusivity is a illusion. The hardware could have played any of the games <coughs> at any time. And <coughs> I think that all that shit's bullshit. 
It's just, it's, it's just some. <laughs> you might need to redo <laughs> no, that. I just didn't kill <laughs> pizza. <laughs> no, that I was a good rant, pizza. but can't use it. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to start over? Okay, no problem. I can do it again. I do. There's so much. Uh, no, no, so much no, no. I can do it in your voice. I almost Give wish I kept it. Yeah, if you can do it again, do it. Let me uninhale pizza. Okay, no problem. You're fine. Take Water. your time, dude. I need to take Rock a drink. Water. Okay. Ready? Okay. Deep breath. Okay. <laughs> One, two, three, four. I think all that shit's fucking bullshit. Okay, so, so many games could have played so many different things on so many different fucking consoles. Like, the only fucking difference between the hardware is that, like, there isn't one. Like, I guess the disc and the cartridge between the N64 and, like, all of that, like, was mildly different. But essentially, the graphics that we got were essentially the fucking same. So, like, I really don't understand exclusivity. Exclusivity is something that exists purely to drive console sales. And so, like, during the time, during the time that, like, Xbox and, like, Sega and PlayStation were fighting each other, they were essentially, like, being driven by various different toy companies. NES was driven by, like, WoW toy companies. I forgot what Sega was driven by, and I forgot what PlayStation was driven by. But I know Nintendo's, like, toy company that let the NES even exist in, like, Western markets was WoW. And so wonders like it was like world of wonder or some shit like that world of wondertainment i don't give a fuck but yeah that's right. the only reason we got the nes and it's just like so irritating to me like exclusively like makes absolutely no sense and seeing how games are developed and like i think yeah just get a pc run on steam everything runs on steam So I think what you're saying is definitely like, so how do I say it? So I think exclusivity is fine as long as we're not uh, segregating one console from another, which I think was happening at some point, you know? So so, well, no, that's not true. So hold on. So I just want to say exclusives. Like I said, I think they're fine in small increments because they do give a little bit of like, uh, how do I say it? They give a little bit of depth to a certain... I shouldn't say depth. It gives a, a certain console personality, right? So I'm not saying that we should have all exclusive games on... You, you buy an no. Xbox, you can only have this library. You have a place... To, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, I think as far as exclusives goes, I think I think every console should have two or three, but no, not I'm saying, like 14 or 15 like we have now. I'm I think saying every exclusivity should, should die heavy and heavy. Nintendo should saying. fuck off and like Mario should be on Steam. That's right. what I'm saying. So I, my problem with Nintendo right now is they're actually taking kind of exclusives from other games and they're not really giving back, at least not in a significant way. So let me go down. Let me go, go down. This, uh, let me go down my, my, my list here. Okay. So I just want to say like, I wanted to talk about Nintendo exclusives too and like PC, but there's no point because like it, it's kind of irrelevant to the point I'm trying to make. So uh, back, so we're back to our exclusives dying. Well, it's kind of a yes, no kind of thing. And is it good or bad? We're back to this question. Well, not really, but something about it isn't a big deal anymore. So I've noticed a lot of games claiming to be exclusive, right? For X console, eventually switch to Y console. This, 
didn't really happen a whole lot, right? We didn't, we happened a little, little bit, but like, it's not like Donkey Kong went straight to Sega or something, right? So I'm just going to give you a few examples of uh, just some games that were exclusive to one console that went to another. And some of these are indie. They may not count. I yeah. just want to kind of buff up the list. <laughs> so No Man's Sky, Xbox. No Man's Sky, well, Scott yeah. Pilgrim, Xbox. Sorry. So No Man's Sky. <laughs> so... I'm going to go down the list here. So it'll, it'll all come up. And I, I, there's a point I want to get here. So uh, No Man's Sky went from PS4 to Xbox. Hmm. No Man's Sky was supposed to be a PlayStation exclusive. Cuphead so. was supposed to be Xbox only. Now we have it on, that went from Xbox to PlayStation 4. Scott Pilgrim and Castle Crashers were Xbox only. And they went to PS4. That was, that was Undertale, a PC only. Was a little bit different, right? There was a Undertale lot of the fan base PC. that didn't understand how it could be ported to console. Right, but now you. But just recently, they introduced it to Xbox. So I'm not no, going to count that as a you know. Of, but it was exclusive. I, I PC, don't want to spoil guess, Undertale, like, I, I, but I there's a lot of Undertale. But there's a lot of fan base that was like, "How do you port Undertale to console?" And that's a whole different topic that I don't want to bring up. <laughs> We're going to talk about Undertale in one of these podcasts, so we'll have plenty of time for that. So another, this one surprises me. You can play Final Fantasy VII of the original on Xbox Game Pass now. That kind of broke it for me because Final Fantasy VII was uh, really I can get Final Fantasy you know, VII on my phone. Uh, and All right, but that's not what the point I'm trying to make here. It's so uh, uh, what's even crazier is there's talk about Final Fantasy VII I'm remake coming not, to Xbox. I'm not upset. Coming Dude, to it's Xbox. on Steam. You uh, can like, get so it on PC. Dying. Like, why shouldn't Xbox players get it? I that seems silly to me. Like, oh, you have uh, to buy well, a PlayStation right. so I'm not to play Final Fantasy. Kind of I'm just pointing that out. Fuck you, Sony. No. So I'm going to go through some, like, kind of side examples, if you want to call it that. So these are kind of sloppy examples. I just want to go through the Final Fantasy thing. So these aren't technically exclusives, but at some point... They were generally speaking. So yes. for one, Final Fantasy used to be a Nintendo exclusive in the yeah. sense that you no, couldn't play it on Square. Sega Square typically goes for the most so, advanced technology uh, available. And so it totally makes sense with Square's philosophy to like at that, this point put all of their games on as many platforms as possible because that's what Square goes for. That's what they right. Well, they, well, PlayStation was getting hot, you know. Well, and those games yeah, it was a PlayStation big, so they, eventually it was a PlayStation specifically because so, hold on, so. like SquareSoft was really at the time invested in disc-based gaming. They really wanted to put their games on a disc, and because right. Nintendo decided to go cartridge instead of disc, they went with Sony. That's the only reason. Let me, let me, here, let me finish. I got to start over. So let me finish really quick, and then we'll talk about that. So I, I have to start over. So these aren't technically exclusives, but uh, at some point, generally speaking, they were. Okay, so for one, Final Fantasy, it used to be a Nintendo exclusive, meaning that you could, in the, in the sense that you couldn't play it on Sega or anything else that was out at the time. And then it went straight to PlayStation, as and it was exclusive yeah. to PlayStation, because at the time, when PlayStation came out, there were other consoles, but you still really couldn't play it. So hold on. So... Now you can play Final Fantasy on all platforms, which I'm definitely okay with, okay? I'm not saying that's wrong, uh, but I'm just trying to point out that exclus where, where exclusivity was and how it kind of I evolved. feel like you Square is a bad example. Particular example. So, uh, so I'm almost on here. So, 
Well, it's fine. It is an example, okay? It happens. So here, I'm almost done here. So the same can be said with Tomb Raider, okay? Uh, Tomb Raider defined the PlayStation when it first came out. It's hard I, to believe, but well, it really did. Well, disagree. That was their first iteration really on any PlayStation. console. But guess what? You can... Oh, let me finish. Let me finish. So, I'm sorry, but... So, I can have my opinion, okay? I'm talking to you. I'm talking... You can... Let's let me finish, okay? You good. So, I have to start over. <sighs> okay. Uh, when I'm just let me cool. get this out, okay, and then you can you can say what you need to say. I'm not going to take up too much time. So <laughs> these, I'm sorry, and I'm going to have to start over again. So these aren't technically, but at some point they were, generally speaking. So for one, Final Fantasy, it used to be a Nintendo exclusive, uh, in the sense that you can play it on Sega and you can play it on really anything else at the time. Then it went to PlayStation as a PlayStation ex- PlayStation exclusive. Uh, now you can play Final Fantasy on all platforms, which I'm definitely okay with. Just want to say that again, okay? But uh, the same goes kind of for Tomb Raider at this point. Okay, so Tomb Raider, it, listen, you can disagree if you want, but let me just say this, okay? It did define the PlayStation when it first came out next to Crash Bandicoot. Those two games were the shit when they first came out in its early stages of PlayStation. But nowadays, this is what I'm getting at. You can play them both on Xbox today as we speak. So no more play, no more exclusive there, right? I get that PlayStation was a thing before Xbox, but uh, it's still weird to me, okay? Not, not bad, not good just weird yeah okay <laughs> i mean not necessarily no no like you the disagree Crash Bandicoot and, like tomb raider With, were like uh, completely uh, defining for 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 fucking same with final fantasy 7 like the, the playstation one oh my mic yeah no the like crash Bandicoot and there we go tomb raider were completely yeah. defining for that that console like 100 percent i i i definitely i i not the, in the beginning stages, stages, absolutely not. Keep that in mind. I, not I the just stages, want to say though stages. that like the Final Fantasy thing, it's like that one's that one that one probably deserves its own cast. <laughs> but yeah, Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider, and Crash Bandicoot were the, it does they never had existed as video game characters until the PlayStation One. Final Fantasy occurred on PlayStation 1 because Square thought it was the superior technology. But it did evolve. That's my point. Yeah, like it, no, it eventually went on not exclusive. Well, and that's 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 kind of what's going on. That's kind of, where the point we're, I was like, kind of realizing where like exclusivity was kind of a charade in the first place. And more just like a product of just like, oh, buy my console over this other console because we have this game. It's like, well, both games could run on either console. What the fuck? Maybe things were weird because you got cartridges and like, yeah, yeah this, the whole competition was my my console's better than yours. But I at can this play point, this, this it's and yours really dumb. Or whatever. <laughs> so, like I said, you got to think back before it comes out. I agree. That's why we're talking about it. It's just—it's interesting to bring up because I think people forget that like there wasn't a whole lot of games that existed at some point. Even the PlayStation One came out. There's I mean, part of me now, that feels that like hard to compare. Square that's why up on not making an N64 version of fucking Final Fantasy VII. I mean, my God, there was a there was a StarCraft '64. That would it was cool. terrible. Well, no, Dude, there was gonna yeah, be an but that turned 64. into three. There was going to be an Earthbound 64. Was a whole other cast. <laughs> well, no, 
Right. No, it was based on no, Mother, Mother 3. 3. It was, was Mother 3, Mother 3 was before it was. it was put on the Game Boy Advance, was initially going to be an N64 game, but then they had to, like, crop the, the story and, like, redo all the models and put it, like, put it on the GBA, and it never... Never mind. Whole other cast. Whole other cast. Right, right, right. I'm just saying, I, I'm just trying to, I'm trying, I'm trying to, like, relate to you, though. You're saying, like, this game could have happened. I'm like, dude, this game could have happened. No, like, no one should let Earthbound 64 go. Where the fuck you know? did that go, oh. Nintendo? I still remember the trailer. I still remember seeing the trailer, dude, seeing the stop, dog. Stop, and fucking Chris, Chris, Lucas. you're making me have feelings. Oh, another... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm in tears already, man. Trust me. Yeah, I, I want it more than genuine sounds of genuine pain. Uh, <laughs> uh. So these exclusives kind of don't count, but I need to throw oh, them in oh. there because if I have to, it's, it's if I have like to a, throw I don't know how to my say it. Like favorite they, they kinda, PlayStation exclusive in the hat, so, Sly Cooper. That was the podcast for tonight. Uh, thank you for joining us, and thank you for being patient with us. Uh, even though we haven't been uh, pumping them out, me and Jake are still talking about them every single day. So, yep, you know, it's still going to be it'll still, still be a thing no matter what. So, thank you for listening. If you made it all the way through, and, uh, <laughs> have a good night, everybody. Thank you. Peace out.